everyone. Welcome to the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Colin Bannis, the Chief Medical Officer at Dr. First. How are you today? Hey, great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited for us to chat. We, we usually keep these short and sweet, so I'd love if you could kick things off by telling the audience a little bit about your background, and then we'll talk more about Dr. First. Yeah, sure. So uh, first and foremost, I'm an internal medicine physician, uh, a hospitalist. Uh, prior to joining Dr. First as the CMO uh, three years ago, I was the CMIO for a large academic health system in Richmond, Virginia. I was there for close to 17 years practicing medicine and informatics before finally uh, making the leap over to Dr. First to help with innovation and strategy. It's uh, it's definitely an interesting name, too. I was telling you... Um... It's uh, it really catches your attention. Um, do you, what's it called? Do you have anything that like uh, you you might not be the person that knows this, but I'm curious about anything that you can provide around the naming, or was that like even when you joined the company, was that still the the same name? Yeah, it was. So Doctor First uh, has has its legacy in e prescribing. So our founder and CEO uh, Jim Chen uh, is actually famous for. VPN technology, and wanted to be the very first company of the new millennia. So uh, January 1st at midnight, founded Dr. First, leveraging some of that technology and um, some of the older EMRs at the time to do e-prescribing before e-prescribing was really a thing. And so we uh, we at Dr. First are really pioneers in the e-prescribing um legacy, if you will. In fact, we still do a large proportion of e-prescribing across multiple health systems, multiple EMRs. Uh, but from there, we also have blossomed into a technology company that really has solutions in what I call the medication management space. So our, our core competency really is in medication management, medication adherence, medication safety. But if you go all the way back to the beginning, it was about putting e-prescribing in the hands of doctors, hence the name Doctor First, uh, and of course it's blossomed since then. Yeah, thank you for giving us the origin. Really, really interesting. Can you can you you already mentioned it a little bit, but can you talk us more about where the company's at today and really the the core focus and and how maybe you see that either continuing to expand or uh, what that focus looks like moving forward? What you're willing to share? I know you can't say everything, but. Oh no! Uh, absolutely. So, uh, e-prescribing still remains a, a core, a core business, a core competency for the company. We have integrations into over 270 EMRs, some very large ones, and and some of the smaller niche ones, uh, if you will. But uh, you know, as I as I alluded to earlier, that notion of blossoming into other solutions really started to get into things first and foremost uh, in the medication safety space. We have solutions that help with medication reconciliation, for example. So, you know, 15 years later, we're still talking about MedRec. And in fact, a lot of people sort of check the box and say, yes, I do that. But we help you do it better, safer, faster. And we can actually measure those things. And then from there, you know, it, again, going back to the origin of e-prescribing, think about all the things that come around the prescribing process, whether it's price transparency. So showing the provider at the point of prescribing the cost of the copay the patient's going to have. Are there alternatives? Are there prior authorizations that are going to be required? And then funneling them into more efficient pathways to do that. And then uh, last, you know, most recently, I'd say 
really getting heavy into the medication adherence space through patient engagement. So how can I get my patients on therapy and then keep them on therapy uh, through engaging them? And we have some pretty innovative solutions in that realm as well. When you and I were talking a little bit before the recording today, just continuing to get to know one another a little bit more, you were talking to, to me about something you kind of, I don't know if it was you that coined it, but or it was just a really cool coin that we were talking about was healthcare data's dirty little secret. Can you talk us through what that means uh, to, to you a little bit? Um, I, I know the audience, when they hear that phrase, is going to be super intrigued. Yeah, I, I think it's a remarkable. So again, core competency in medications and medication data. You know, so despite you know close to two decades of e-prescribing and the fact that there are strict standards around how prescriptions are transmitted and how this data is flying through the ether, the data is still dirty um, for the consumers. And so I say the dirty little secret about data is that the data is still dirty. And I'm not even talking about the free text. I think that's a popular topic. You know, oh, there's so much knowledge and, and potential wisdom locked up in the free text as it relates to a, a doctor's notes or a nursing assessment. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. But I think we've sort of ignored the fact that some of the things that we sort of considered structured and, you know, check the box, you know, that, that stuff is going, it's still unstructured. Um, and so when I mentioned earlier, we have a solution around medication reconciliation. There's actually this phenomenon. Um, so if you came to see me in my clinic or in the ER, I can hit a button in most EMRs that says, show me what this patient has been getting filled at the pharmacy. And that data, a lot of that data can come back as incomplete, or sometimes the instructions can come over as free text. So just something as simple as you're supposed to take this one pill by mouth once a day that falls apart uh, somewhere in the transit. And so there is, you know, one of the solutions that we have um, pioneered and have a patent on is putting that all back together and making sure that that structure can land in the receiving system however that system is expecting it. So I call that semantic interoperability um, because I think we've gotten good, not great, but I think we've gotten good in the past five years or so of moving data from point A to point B. I mean, it's leaps and bounds where it was when I first started my career and we were breaking into the file room to get the, the old reports or you know, relying on faxes. But that data is still dirty when it lands at the receiving system. And so we really need as an industry to focus on solutions that clean up this data and make sure that it is consumable by the receiving system so that we can save all sorts of rework on the part of the clinicians. And, and you know, the efficiency gain is nice, but really most importantly, you're making it safer. Anytime I can remove the human from having to re-input uh, data points that should flow seamlessly, I'm making the process more efficient and safer. Absolutely. It's an interesting, uh, I like I like the phrase that you use for that semantic interoperability. And you talked about as an industry, just continuing to to get better. What, what are some of the ways the industry as a whole needs to continue to educate themselves on you know, the, the dirty little secret, and then also the different options available, the, the cure as you kind of were walking through that semantic interoperability, like what, what, what do you think the best way for education and for progress is in this space? Well, I think we're getting to a point in the industry where 
it's it's becoming more and more widely recognized that that one vendor is not going to do it all. Um, your core EMR, uh, you know, I like to consider that like a battleship, but you still need to put modules uh, on top of that potentially. And, you know, so there is this, uh, this movement, it's probably, you know, five plus years in the making and it's slow going, but it's time, it's time to partner. Uh, and so in the realm of semantic interoperability, there are partners out there who can help with this. Um, you are not, beholden to one single uh, monolithic solution to help with these things. There are, there are ways to integrate into native workflows to achieve um, these levels of interop that, you know, I consider um, sort of uh, the, the gold standard, if you will. And so educate yourself by, by realizing that you're not, you're not locked in uh, and that there are partners out there that are willing to do deep integrations uh, with your, your workflows and your existing solutions. As we, we start to wrap up here, what are some of the things that's next for the company that you can share? Yeah, uh, really getting into how we can uh, use all of our existing solution to um, better help uh, partner clients manage uh, the value-based care space. So obviously there's this progressive march towards the flipping of the payment model from, free for, from fee for service into uh, at-risk or value-based care. And we think we have a lot of uh, potential solutions to help with that. Again, uh, back to my earlier comment, not the end-all be-all. Uh, we want to help a partner focus on what we consider our, our sweet spot or our core competency, which is medications, medication safety, medication engagement, medication adherence. And so to the extent that we can bundle our solutions together, integrate them into your existing workflows, and then achieve measurable outcomes in terms of uh, cost savings, and more importantly, patient outcomes, patient safety. That's really where we are focused on, uh, laser-like focused for this year and the years to come. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your thoughts on uh, Healthcare Data's Dirty Little Secret, giving us an overview of Dr. First and kind of telling us what's next. So really appreciate having you on here today and thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, anytime. Thanks for having me.